Yo, this episode of the podcast is brought to you by 12.6. Now, I went down to Houston, ran into my girl Kay, owner of 12.6, and she hooked me all the way up. I'm talking about from French onion chicken to Cajun rub wings to cheese and spinach stuffed salmon. I'm talking about chili garlic shrimp ramen. I mean, the list goes on and on. And let me tell you. The custom vanilla Hennessy cake is to die for, all right? So, do me a favor and get over to Instagram.com slash 12.6. That's right, Instagram.com slash T-W-E-L-V-E underscore the number 6, all right? That's 12.6. And, yo, you got your meal prep, your catering, your daily meals. Hey, so send all your food inquiries to... 126food at gmail.com You'll see that on the Instagram page for the contact Also the YouTube where she's cooking up some amazing meals And also hit her in her DM and let her know DJ So Fly, Fly Respect the Podcast sent you Fly Respect the Podcast Hey Pam, man, Brim, man Hey, y'all Had to start it off like this Oh, c'est clair, I don't want to watch Rest in peace, Louis Rankin. Legend. You may know him as Ox from Belly. This is one of the trillest movie scenes ever. It's up there with that Scarface shootout scene. You know what I'm saying? Come on! Me set! Me shot post you old people for fun! Who want to test me? Come on! A moment of silence for Louis Rankin. Out in the street, they call it murder. Let's go! Tuesday, October 8th, Fly Perspective Podcast, one of my favorite songs, um, man, just to go back to Belly, will be in one of the dopest movies, you know, you could probably ever see, you know, if you like gangster films already, uh, stars the god, uh, Nas, the god DMX, uh, dope movie, bro, dope movie, it has one of the dopest intros too, like, I don't know if you ever seen it, man, um, hold on, I can pull it up right now. 
Hope it ain't too long or uh, got some ads or something like that. I know it's gonna be an ad. Hold on, give me a second. Fucking ads, bro. Oh man, I think I did an intro to the original song. Um, what was it? Uh, on one of my other episodes. But yeah, they walking in the club. I'll fast forward a little bit. The, the club got like some crazy neon lights. The cats got neon contacts in their eyes. And like they walking through dope as hell. You know what I mean? The lighting in the club. I've never even been uh, a club looking this dope in my adult life. <laughs> Let alone this movie came out in... How was it? 90? What? Nah. Shit. Um, but yo, you get the gist of what I'm talking about. But uh, the movie came out... Uh, my Google's is, is a little slow today. Um, 98. Yeah. So, Belly came out in 98, man. One of the dopest scenes. Uh, rest in peace to Louis Rankin. He has the one of the dopest uh, uh, finale scenes as far as what this shootout goes on. Just like a, the dope scene in Scarface. Shootout, get killed type shit. So, if you haven't seen Belly already... Man, you gotta go see Belly, bro. And not to mention, one of the finest women I've ever seen in my life... Keisha, nice chocolate woman, man. Beautiful goddess. <laughs> man, look at Belly, man. If you that's Belly's up there, one of them films like, bro. If, if if we become friends, and you haven't seen Belly, we can't be friends no more until you see Belly. They came out with a Belly two star in the game, which was trash. Which a lot of you know sequels to trill ass movies like that be trash. Um, hence, they're coming out with a Coming to America two, uh, which I heard it was. Um, being filmed at like Rick Ross's house or something like that, where you know he bought Evander Holyfield's old crib, it's like 50 rooms and all these you know thousands of square feet of big epic homes. So it's been filmed there uh, or something like that. And uh, yeah, we just hope they don't you know fuck that up. You know, you know need to stop touching classic movies trying to make sequels. Just like I feel like nowadays a lot of people are trying to go with like um, remaking a lot of old R&B songs like. You know, uh, I won't name any names. I don't want to throw no shade, you know. But, uh, you know, um, now it's like everybody's coming out with an R&B remake to a song from the 90s. And it's like, come on, man. Like, I'm tired of hearing it. You know what I'm saying? I'm tired of hearing the remix. Do something else. <laughs> now, I must start off with an apology. Um, on one of my previous episodes, I lied to myself and I lied to you guys. And I'm a man and I'm a man enough to admit it when I lie, Okay. Uh, I lied and said I wasn't going to try to get this new iPhone 11 uh, Pro Max or whatever. But um, I didn't get it, but I did inquire about it uh, because I want it now. Uh, yeah, so. Um, but they got me fucked up because I pay for iPhone forever. And um, I've never had to pay a down payment or anything to get an upgrade of a phone. And now they're trying to make me pay $100 and send this phone back and continue to pay the upgrade. You know, the... Um, iPhone forever, whatever it is, you lease, whatever the hell. Like, I don't know, man. Like, that's, I'm just like, hold on, bro. Like, you got to do what? And the dude's on the phone like, oh, well, this phone is, you know, $1,000 and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, the last phone that I got now, the, the 10 Max, is a th was $1,000. And I paid half of that phone off. So why am I giving you $100 plus another uh, phone? And then y'all sending me this phone. And, like, and I'm going to still pay XYZ. Nah, man. You know, it's always a money game. So... I'm chilling out on that, but I want to apologize to you guys because I said I wasn't going to get it, and um, I tried to get it. So, yeah. When I was younger, I used to watch a show called New York Undercover. 
that was a um, pretty dope action field cop show. And it started an actor named Malik Yoba. He's also starred in Cool Runnings. Uh, one of my all-time favorite movies, Ride. When I was younger, I used to watch this movie called Ride. I don't even think people would know what the hell Ride was. But it was a dope hip-hop movie uh, about getting some kids to uh, like New York to get a record deal or California to get a record deal or something like that. However, Malik Yoba came out, uh, I want to say like a month ago, and he uh, extended his hand to support transgender people and also uh, put himself on the line when he um, revealed that he is attracted to transgendered uh, females. Um, in the process of that, uh, I believe his his family didn't know or his... His kids didn't know and his uh, wife or ex-wife didn't know, whatever the case, uh, why he was doing that. And he wanted to uh, come out to basically uh, step on the front line for brothers who uh, secretly like transgender women. He also went to extend his support for a transsexual march that was coming up um, and showing his support. And um, also did a few press runs with uh, giving his testimony and differentiating uh, as a masculine man being attracted to a transgender woman, etc. And the differences between uh, certain gender fields. Um, a woman stepped forth and accused him of um, paying her for sex when she was a teenager between 13 and 16. This is a transgender woman here. And um, he also denied those claims um, back and forth or whatever. And he went on to do an interview um, where, oh, man, he actually ends up storming out of the interview. Let me get the clip. Since his allegation, um, too, um, if you search your name on social media, some, some sex workers have come forward um, saying that you've long solicited sex and trans women. And because of this, you've been criticizing for fantasizing trans women and not having intimate and loving relationships with them. So what would you say to that? I don't know what you're talking about. And dude is sitting here so with like a smirk on his face. we've on social media and we found people who have said this. And so... So social media now is the truth. That's the repository. Faces, yeah. Their faces on it. So we're just asking if you had anything to say about that. And dude is sitting here with a smirk on his face while interviewing Malik. Feels like okay, an attack, so which is not right. Going on to what do you say to trans black women who say that you're centering, centering yourself and that you're being opportunistic um, and focusing on your attraction as opposed to uh, their issues and without proving that you're ready to do the work? So, what would you say to that? So, you and I sat for four hours the other day, correct? And we decided how we were going to approach this. Not and we, we said, went through what we, we, went we through decided how we were going to approach this, bro. We went through a number of we, questions. We decided we how we were going to approach this. This is recording, and the more you talk, the better, the worse it looks for you. So what I'm asking like, is that we we're having. What did you say? I said the more that we're talking, the more. I'm just concerned. So I'm generally concerned. I said that the more that it looks bad for you. That's really? what I'm saying. Yes, sir. It looks it's like you want to slap his ass. Yes, because Check I'm, I'm asking a number no, no, of no. questions. We're done, bro. Okay. We're done. That's bad for me because I chose to come and speak to you about. And what I've done, it looks bad for me. It's a setup. I don't like this. Okay. We said that we were going to focus on policy. 
and we did, and we also, and we, and we also, and we also said, and we, and we also said, and we also said, and no, we had a conversation about a white lady thing. I don't, we're just not, we fucking discussed for four fucking hours, you understand, allegations, the fuck is wrong with you? The fuck is wrong with you? That's when he storms out. We sat for four then the dude postures. He's he's got his hands folded like he want to bang. And you gonna stand for fucking allegations? Fuck you. The fuck is wrong with you? This is my fucking life. Shit. The fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you want to check it out, that uh, interview is from the root. Um. Phew, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. Uh, I just know the interview. It did look like an attack on Malik Yoba, and it's crazy the fact that they, him and the guy that this interview him, and he said they sat for four hours or so and talked about policy and wanted to talk about what the interview was going to be about before they recorded it. And then dude blind sneaks him about uh, sex workers coming out saying that he was get paying them when they were underage and whatever the fact, which is crazy, man. Uh. I feel sorry for Malik Yoba because whether it is or it isn't true, the alleged statements, you know, when you step out in the public like that in a vulnerable situation where you're going to, against the grain on something where it's not in the the public's, uh, what do you say, uh, statue of what's correct, especially dealing with a man, you know, and dealing with something that has to do with transgender and liking transgender. Some people are going to say you're gay. Some people are going to say you're not. But more so, people are going to lean towards you being gay and you know, the internet and people in general, especially with black men, they kill black men when it comes to being homosexual or uh, dealing with anything that doesn't uh, uphold the status quo when it comes to uh, sexuality-wise. Uh, meanwhise, I'll play devil's advocate, got to play both sides. You know, we're supposed to accept when women are um, attracted to women, mess with women, or have messed with women in the past, you know, and they're supposedly not gay. Um like, I remember a woman, she is um, um, uh, lesbian, or but she's the male lesbian. Like, she wants to, you know, to be the guy and looks like a guy. She said, girls can be both and guys can't. It's either a guy is gay or he's not. And if he's ever messed with a man, he's gay. And I've heard other women say shit like that before, but I'm like, people are people. One plus one equals two. How is it okay for you to jump across that fence as a female Mess with women, lay with women, sleep with women. But if a man does that, find out that's not what he into, and he want to come back to just messing with women, you want to, whatever. You know, that's not what the interview was about. But um, definitely a messed up attack on, on Malik Yoba in that sense. In my opinion, that was bad journalism on that brother who was conducting that interview. Uh, he definitely did that solely for clickbait. He knew what that was about. And even when he was, like, standing there posturing with him and... and um, Folding his arms like, you know, nigga, what's up? What you want to do type shit? So you don't provoke people like that, man. That's bad journalism. And uh, consequently, that could put you in a situation where you might not even be able to conduct interviews in your uh, realm again professionally because people don't want to deal with you. You don't want to ever be a journalist that's in a situation where you're provoking the person that you're interviewing. You know what I'm saying? Or escalating the situation. He made the situation worse than it had to be. We already knew Malik was going to be um, not wanting to talk about that. You know what I'm saying? It's very uncomfortable for him. It's fresh. It's new. You know what I'm saying? He's trying to get something off his conscience, which is cool, which is understandable. But my thing is don't ostracize the man, especially if you're sitting down with another man 
uh, that's in the LGBT community, you know what I'm saying? He's in the same community. Why wouldn't you um, extend your hand and welcome that man and not provoke him? You know what I'm saying? So that's something crazy that happened in the media that I thought I had to sp speak on because I hate when that type of stuff happens when people, you know, want to attack on other people and etc. Football star Antonio Brown. Um, he recently just had a lot going on with him in the past month, man, as far as from going, getting like a big deal. Uh, with the NFL to being one of the most talked about people um, online, how he got the deal. And then allegations come out of sexual assault and rape by his former trainer uh, who filed charges against him. And he gets dropped from the team. He got the big deal from he got dropped from Nike. He also got dropped from a helmet company that was sponsoring him called Zenith. Um, all this stuff done, gone. Um now, my problem with it is, is it's an alleged thing. It's allegations. I don't, I don't see anything that's hard evidence. It's being investigated right now because it's going to trial, but I don't see anything where it actually says it was proven to be true. And that's my problem with a lot of things when it comes to like the Me Too movement and all that. It's like anybody can come out and say something about somebody in the in a high profile realm, and next thing you know. Whoever's paying you and signing your checks wants to drop you. I understand sponsoring somebody or being affiliated with somebody um, that has raped somebody um, is bad. It's very bad for the company. It's very bad. Look, but we're, we're solely talking about allegations. Um, it's a lot going on with allegations, man. Uh, we got brothers that are locked up in jail right now that have been in jail for years on years on years from being the alleged person that does something. And then... 15, 20 years later, you found being innocent because of some DNA or some evidence uncovered or, um, you know, uh, or what are the brothers, uh, the Central Park Five, they were found not guilty due to the fact that somebody came forward and they lost their whole entire life. You know, there are stories like this that go on and on and on, you know, and then you got stories like Bill Cosby, black man, you know, he's in jail. All his work is being torn down after he was, um, uh, found guilty of raping one woman uh, after it was like, I don't know, 70 chicks that came forward and said that. But then you got Harvey Weinstein, who did a lot of other crazy sexual assault and um, crazy shit, man. <laughs> and this man is sitting out in New York or in California somewhere chilling. He ain't getting no jail time for the shit he did. White man. I saw the other day, too, man, there was a report that said the chick that Kevin Hart uh, was caught in uh, cheating on his wife with was about a year ago. Now she's trying to sue him for, like, some ignorant, like, $40 million or $5 million, $8 million. Something like that. She's she trying to sue him for millions of dollars uh, on some type of grounds. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? When you were the one that conspired with somebody else to set the man up to get money for the video. I mean, more of the story is we can't be so quick to jump on allegations. There have been plenty of stories that have come out about a woman says such and such raped her and this man get put in jail and then they find out it was not true and blase blase blah the list goes on and on and on for allegations or this person loses basically everything in their life for allegations i mean hell look at what happened to chingy when he came out with an interview on youtube this was years ago after a transgender woman came and said you know her and chingy had a relationship uh he lost he said he lost everything he lost out on a record deal due to that stuff and then the woman comes out, the transgender woman comes out later on in life and says, oh, it was a lie. I just wanted to get some publicity. You know, it's crazy this era we live in with social media because 
things can make or break you. And really, don't nobody give a damn about the truth if the lie is more entertaining. So, moral of the story is allegations. We cannot be so quick to jump on allegations. Um, I'm sure Antonio Brown would be cool and uh, maybe... Everything gets sorted out, man. Like, I'm not on anybody's side. I mean, if he raped that woman, he raped that woman, and he needs to, you know, suffer his consequences. But if it's untrue or if she has some type of beef against him and just trying to tear him down, that's not right either, man. It's not right. I know you guys have been seeing everything that's going on in the media with the Botham Gene case. Uh, if you don't know about it, look it up. That was the case where the young brother uh, was in his apartment chilling, a female cop, um, walked into his apartment and shot him with her service gun. And she alleged she claimed that um, she was walking into her own apartment. She thought that was her apartment. She, I don't know, she, she claims it was a mistake. Uh, they went and they did um, different analysis of how they think, you know, it couldn't have been a mistake, you know, etc. Um, she ended up getting sentenced to about 10 years. Uh, she'll probably do maybe four, maybe, you know, five and a half, if that and then get out. And then there was pictures that circulated about um, uh, was like her brother was oh no, not her brother. Sorry. Botham Jean's brother was uh, giving her a hug after the verdict. And uh, I guess we'll say uh, two things. Um, if it were me, no, I wouldn't be able to hug that woman. Um, I do forgive people uh, at a certain extent extent. Um, but however, in that situation, I don't think I would be able to, uh, forgive, uh, that woman. You know what I'm saying? Um, uh, in another realm, I feel like in a lot of cases like this, man, I, I feel, I'm going to just say it like this. I feel like black people, we are conditioned to, to forgive and overindulge when it comes to white people and when their antics, when it comes towards black people, you know, we're supposed to be quick to forgive them for the things that they've done. Okay. Uh, I will say that. Um, on another realm, devil's advocate, you have to understand too, that we don't know what the family has been through in the past year or so and how they have, uh, processed everything and how they forgive. You know what I'm saying? So we can't, um, judge too much of why this man was hugging, uh, his brother's killer. Um, because we don't know how he forgives. We don't know how he's been grieving, but in a systematic approach, I do feel like black people, we are supposed to be over sympathetic to what white people do. Uh, hence, all these shootings that happen with cops killing unarmed black people or cops doing this and that to black people. And we see time and time again that we really, you know, we, to the system, we don't mean much, man. We don't mean much at all. You know, these cop killings happen. They get a slap on the wrist. They get a GoFundMe and get millions of dollars. Um, no jail time. Meanwhile... <laughs> Look, a case the other day, a brother went to jury duty and he fell asleep in jury duty and the judge gave him like 10 days in jail, a couple years of probation and some community service because he fell asleep in jury duty. A black dude, a young black man. You know what I'm saying? So you're giving this man that had no criminal record at all a record because he fell asleep in jury duty and you're a judge and you feel like you can do that and put this man in the system. Fucking bullshit, bro. Fucking bullshit. Just like when they arrested that young kid. The charges later got dropped, but it was like a black kid uh, playing dodgeball at school. Like a young, like a seven-year-old. Hit a little white kid in the head with the dodgeball. And um, 
the kid fucked around. And I don't know if he had a concussion, whatever the case was. And the mama called the police and they came and arrested the kid and tried to like charge him with it. And the mama was trying to get money to get a lawyer. And all. Fucking bullshit. Fucking bullshit. You know, if your kid ain't fast enough to run when he get hit by a fucking ball, you just get hit by a fucking ball. Kids going to play. Kids are going to be kids. You can't charge a seven-year-old. You can't charge a man who's in jury duty falling asleep with a, with a crime and put him in jail. Probation, all that shit, 10 days in jail, pro, a couple years of probation, community service out. What, what, for what? You don't know what's going on in that man's life. He may have two jobs. Uh, you already uprooted him. You don't know if he works nights and he has to come and be in jury duty. You know, I can go on and on for this shit, man. But the system is just unjust. You know, the system, we, we know that time and time again, the system is unjust. So referring back to the Botham Gene case, you got um, basically the key witness in the, her name was Amber uh, Geiger, the trial. She's the, the, the officer that shot um, Botham Gene. The, the key witness um, is a guy named Joshua Brown. He was the neighbor. This dude just got found shot to death in Dallas like two days ago after sitting on the stand giving his account this and that about how he feels that it was murder this brother gets shot down two days ago and he was supposed to also testify in the civil case against the city uh, about this case uh, later on this year murder that shit's pretty suspicious it's freaky (laughs) um I don't know, bro. I mean, it could have something to do with it. It could not. It's just, if he had people after him and they like, you know, he had enemies that want to murder him, they picked a crazy ass time to uh, to get him. Um, so rest in peace to Botham Gene and rest in peace to uh, that brother Joshua. Have you guys seen what's been going on in Hong Kong with these riots for the past 18 weeks? You know, as they protesters clash with police and riot gear and shit. Like, I can't even imagine being in nothing like that. I remember hearing uh, St. Louis and Ferguson, um, you know, after Mike Brown was killed, uh, people were protesting and they had riot police out, etc. But, I mean, it didn't get too, too crazy to where it's going on for 18 weeks. I mean, it's been it went on for a while. You know what I'm saying? But I can't even imagine being in no shit like that. Or like, remember back in the day, the Watts riots, you know, where they were burning shit down and fucking shit up, man? You know, this is an instance of where police are outnumbered by the actual people, uh, as far as America goes. Now, in Hong Kong, I'm not sure how they... I think they got, like, a million soldiers or something. And the police been capping their ass over there, too. They shot, like, a 14-year-old and an 18-year-old, and it uh, it all got set off because of... Um, uh, what was it? A, a member of the uh, pro-democracy uh, party. He was shot by police, Um it was during the week that, um, what was it, uh, like mainland China celebrated 70 years of communist parties ruling in the country. And there was festivities and parades and all that type of shit. And then also uh, people started having unrest. You know what I mean? A widespread unrest was going on. And since then, it's been 18 weeks of them protesting and going crazy over there. And to my understanding, they're going to keep protesting until their demands are met. So we'll see what happens, man. Uh, hey. Do your thing, man. If you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. And I'm not sure if you know about, uh, like, you know, places over in, like, uh, overseas. And I want to say Hong Kong is one of those places where, like, 
they try to like control everything, you know? I know one of the spots over there, like you can't have a girl. Like if you already got like one girl, you can't have another girl due to population, so they make you like kill your kid. Also, like the Wi-Fi is like blocked off or something. I'm not sure if that's Hong Kong or it's somewhere over there though. Like they block the Wi-Fi where you can't you can't look at certain stuff. They want you to see what they want you to see, type shit, you know? Ultimately, hell yeah, I'd be mad as hell if I had a government that was controlling everything I did. You know? Hell no, nah, that ain't for me. But hey, that's going to do it for this episode. I encourage you guys this week to do a behavioral evaluation uh, just to understand what you got going on, what behaviors in your life that are not conducive to you growing, not conducive to you being a better person, whether it's the people you got, surroundings, uh, your habits. Uh, change some things up, man. Set some goals. Be the best person you can be, man. Time waiting for no man. You know what I'm saying? You got to get your shit together. But we're going to rock out like this. Thank you for tuning in. I've been singing this song all week, bumping it in the whip with the sunroof back. It's Travis Scott, highest in the room, Fly Perspective Podcast. But I had to re-upload it. It got pulled. I really like the Travis Scott song, so can't play the song because they poured it down so shout out to the powers that be uh but until then man tfp feedback at gmail.com that's tfp feedback at gmail.com i am at dj s-o-f-l-y-y and shout out to y'all for letting me know the song well actually the whole thread got pulled you know due to some copyright i didn't know it got pulled to y'all so hit me in my inbox on instagram so shout out to y'all man for our perspective let's do it